From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. That's the way you do it. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. It's the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. Sorry I was late this morning, you guys. I had to go drop off some ballots that I found out behind a Kmart. <laughs> That's I my boy. It, and I bet it was all Bill George. It was. It was Bill George <laughs> right for votes. president. Right in votes. Fall for Bill George for president. And uh, uh, so uh, I drove down to Broward County and dropped him off real quick for that young lady. To go and count him up and see if we can get old Bill in the White House. Or somewhere at least near there. We're just trying to get him out of the studio. Uh, so it's uh, Braden, Glenn, and Jonathan. he's back. Jonathan and uh, Bill George and Aaron, who's uh, across the street over there uh, behind the glass. So we're all here together in the studio. I can tell because the temperature's like 900 degrees in here already. It's been hot. It's been hot since Bill walked in the building. <laughs> it's been about politics and that's okay. I'm glad he got it out of his system because... Uh, in it's the studio not this morning. We, I, we just uh, we we, we got to stay. Neutral. Oh, it's never out of our system. We just got to give everybody that's listening a f- breath of fresh air with some new uh, things to, in their minds, so they can get away from all of it. Yeah, I know it's because uh, it's about to drive me nuts. It's uh, you're two, crazy already. It's two thousand already over again. You know, I kept waiting to hear the words "hanging Chad." Oh, I wish they had that problem uh, again. It'd be a little easier to understand. And uh, so, so we basically <laughs> don't know who won nothing. Pretty much for uh, at least the you know some of the jobs. The only one that I'm really concerned about, I will tell you, is uh, um, the governorship. Because if that girl that ends up winning uh, agricultural director, you know, and she decides to do what she said she was going to do about making concealed weapon permits harder to get and things like that, and uh, start restricting uh, certain firearms and other little things like that, then the governor can just take that department away from the Department of Agriculture, maybe move it over to FDLE or. As we uh, brainstormed yesterday, we should open up a new division of the FWC and let them handle it. Hmm. Give, Adam them, Put- give them something Adam, else to a- do. Adam Putnam don't seem so bad right now, does he? Hmm. <laughs> no. Can, can we get him back? Yeah. Just well, real quick. I don't think. <laughs> Just real yeah, quick. I, I don't know. If that, ever gets, if that gets worked out before uh, 2019, who our governor is going to be, then um, – if the one that was officially elected this past week gets in, I don't think we'll have an issue. That's what I'm saying. And if it gets real bad, then uh, I got friends in Wyoming. We're out of here. We're all. I'm not here. leaving. <laughs> I'm moving you to Pennsylvania. Let Bill oh yeah, have. we'll take Bill's old house in Pennsylvania and take it over up there. You get Florida. We'll Everybody can have their own room. Well, it seems to be that way anyway. It's uh, the South turning north and the North moving south. You know, it's just like the song says. You know, it's one of those things, and they, of course, they bring their politics and everything with them. So, not all of them. <clears throat> well, that's true. Bill George. Pol- politics are not a north-south thing. Uh, the was, the dividing say, lines, he hey, whether or not it's here in Florida or up north, tends to be urban versus rural. Hey, hey, he did say. I will that's agree because with the him. urban folks can take care of themselves. Uh, that is true. If they stayed in their own state with their own issues and a headache. The, the rural people, they know how to live. They can depend on themselves and not the government. Guess or, what? Or or the old-fashioned way. Instead of going and uh, standing in line at the welfare office for four hours, you just go and talk to your pastor at church and say, you know, I really need some help. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, the community is out there helping you. And it's for your neighbor, neighbors helping neighbors and things like that. You know, the way it used to be. <laughs> 
I'm getting a little upset. And, you know, it went, oh, Aaron wiped a tear. See, I got her upset as well. But uh, I guess we'll find out apparently by today or no. somewhere. Uh, it is not going to happen. Okay. We well, will have the first unofficial totals supposed to be in today. No, no, we no, did, no, Bill, you're wrong. The, the first unofficial was Tuesday night. No, totals. That's true. Wednesday no, morning. No, 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 no. That was the unofficial because apparently everything that's happening now is the official. Great. Oh so. yeah, it was supposed to be. I didn't even know this. A week I after, thought it, I thought it was supposed to. You know. I always found out the next day. I thought they had all night. I think the results, what did they say? That they have to be in by 30, 40, minutes, 30 minutes after? 30 no. minutes after 30 the polls close. 30 minutes after the polls close, and yep. they have to have the and hard that's a, numbers. that's a Florida Only law. a yeah. portion of the And then, of course, the, the absentee ballots for the military, as long as they're postmarked prior to the election, those get counted afterwards. And then if it changes something, then that's a legitimate issue. Yeah. Yeah, Bill George, while you're over there, why don't you turn that air conditioning down? It's getting hot in here. <laughs> but anyway, I can tell you this. Welcome back, Glenn. Welcome back, Glenn. <laughs> I want to get off of the politics. I do, too. And I just Thank wanted you. to say welcome back. I know you spent a, a nice long uh, <clears throat> siesta up there in Illinois. I did manage to get a couple hours of sleep in the tree stand. That's good. I'm glad. You know, that one little, the one pick. Everybody that came into G5 this past week that knows you, they were like going, man, did you get any pictures from Glenn while he was up there? I was like, I got one. They're like, well, you got one more than I did because I didn't get any this year. Because, you know, the first year he went, it was snow pictures. Look, there's snow on the cooler. Oh, look, there's oh look, there's a bird in a tree. Oh, look, there's some grass I just under wanted my to feet. let you know I was still kicking. <laughs> this year, <laughs> I got one picture with an arrow stuck in it. Don't, goes, don't you love that after you go out there the first year and you're kind of like the kid in the candy store and everything's new? Exactly. And, and then about the third or fourth year, you're like, yeah. I've I seen was you. just trying to inspire Braden to want to get up and move to the north and do some hunting with me. But yeah, with one picture. He said, all that snow was just too cold for him. With one picture, and there's no snow on the ground. Yeah. One, one picture. That was then. Shot. This is now. But That <laughs> was five days ago. It was not that long ago. But I will say it was a great opportunity to go, and uh, I went, and Did, I enjoyed it. Was it cold? No, Did you have any cold days? It was kind of like, um, it was, a, it was um, for the locals up there, they said it was just like, it went from summer to winter. There was hardly any fall. And uh, the leaves are actually changing whenever we were leaving. <laughs> but the temperatures was uh, was a little mild. Um, that When we first got up there, I think it uh, was in the upper 30s. And then when we were leaving, uh, we, we had morning lows of mid to low 40s. Wow, that's not bad. That's 70s for a high. I could live in that. Yeah, that was it good was snowing all the boys when they left yesterday to come home. Well, I was going to say, uh, I looked at the weather map yesterday. And uh, it's it's a lot different this week than it was last week because uh, I think it was 19 degrees in North Dakota. Yeah, it and was. It was uh, but then guys, there, we got a group of guys up there right now that's hunting, and uh, they'll they should have a good a good time there uh, by the fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially we'll Florida boys. But it was sure. uh for me. I got I, I seen deer every time I sat. Um, the first morning, of course, how it always works out. The last two years is I sit on my stand for the first morning hunt, and it, which was actually the best day of the year of, of the trip, uh, weather-wise. What did I see? As soon as the good shooting light comes in, I had an eight-point walk by that was uh, pretty tall and weighed probably in the 200-pound range. Again, I don't know why he's and not here. And I was here. like, oh, my goodness, here comes the I do it. No, it's the first day. First, first 30 minutes in the tree stand. I'm going to let it walk. Hey. Wap. 
from from an outfitter. Let me tell you a little something. I tell everybody, <laughs> what's your little statement? What's don't shoot? You know, shoot the first thing that you would shoot on the last day. And that's what I heard too. Oh, that's Somebody good says, uh, you know, if you would take it home on your last day, you should take it on the first day. Darn so, right. But anyway, so then the second bucket come out uh, was a seven, pretty tall, nice seven. Then eight, another eight came out in uh, chocolate antlers and stuff, and it was just a pretty cool looking rack. So, so I how said, many, you know what? If many, that rascal comes over here and gives me a shot, I might, I might take it. <laughs> you can't do that. And sure, well, when he walked out, he was only like six yards in front of me. I was in the tree, walked right out in front of the tree I'm sitting in. So I didn't even have a shot then. And uh, so he walked back in. And I grunted, and then a little while later, he came out on the, to my right. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Six yards. I've seen you shoot. You can shoot pretty well at six yards. Yeah, but this, there was two trees in front of oh, me. Okay. Oh. So there was obstructions. Yeah, so I, I said to myself, well, if, if he gave me a shot, I, I would probably take that one. And about 20 minutes later, 30 minutes tops, here he comes, walks right in Did my they, perfect they, window at eight yards and stands there. Yeah. And I was like, you better go. <sighs> and he left. You're killing me, Smalls. You are. You're, You're killing, killing me. me right now. How many? Like how many <clears throat> buck tags can you? Are you allowed to take? Or one. how many did you? One. I, well, out just of all the one. people yeah. that were in camp, how many shot a buck? Three. None. Silence is deafening. None. Did you just say none? None. How many? Uh, how was okay. the rut activity? And you could have been on the board. It's not about being on the board. It was just. Uh, up there where we're hunting at, it's kind of uh, it's really a unique place. You feel and, okay? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> really, where's the glen <laughs> I used to know? It, it's, it's called. It's amazing discipline. how many people when they did. Because I hunted with hey, nothing. I hunted with you and Bluffs. Now wait a minute. <laughs> where, where's the glen I used to have to call seven people in the middle of the day? Going, I got a ten point down. I need somebody to come out here and help me find it. He ran. I got a six point down. Can you help me come drag it in? Where are you going, Glenn? I'm going to go up and go shoot some deer up there on the uh, radio station property up there. Blah blah blah. I'm going to be up here every day. Here's, here's the here's the thing about. <laughs> That Illinois property went. I don't oh, know if it's just uh, because there is some really mature big rack bucks up there. But whenever you see like them that seven and the two eights that come out, they have big bodies. So the antlers look. They tidy. don't. The yeah. antlers really don't go outside the ears. They're more of a tall straight up. So when you look at the antlers and look at the body, they just look tiny. So you say, well, that that's just a year old, when two year old deer. I'm not shooting it. So. That's but, why. That's what happens. Because you were looking Florida at a buck, you know. If I seen the yeah. deer weigh two hundred pounds in Florida, guess what? Schwack. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You were looking at it with Florida eyes. Yeah. You know, you're like going, I ain't used to seeing bodies that big. The deer, yeah. the deer that look like, and I say this to people all the time. They get it. Sean just got back first time he had up there, and they had a lot of rutting activity and everything else. And we joked with him the whole time and told him a deer up there that looks like a hundred inch deer is probably a hundred and twenty or a hundred and thirty inch deer because of just what you said. It's attached to a uh, oh, 100 to 150 pound heavier body mm-hmm. than but, what you would see down here. And another thing, too, was uh, there was a, what some people describe as a cold buck. Um, that one there was really a cool, impressive looking. It's just different. And uh, it weighed, looked like it weighed about 250 plus pounds. And it's still alive. Yeah, it's still. But that one there, I was like, <laughs> you know what? That's the one I, that's the one I take was that one. So I will say He this, never showed up. The one benefit that you have up there in Illinois that we really don't have down here is that you do in the back of your mind know that if I give that deer one more year up here in Illinois, he'll be even bigger next year when I get a chance to come up here. Whereas here in Florida, if you let all three of those deer go, yes, 100 the yards later, get it. 100 yards away <laughs> from car. you. 
100 yards away from you, it's going to be down. It's going to be gone because they aren't going to let it work. But it's good. You got a choice. That's true. All right, well, you got a choice. Uh, give us a call today. Don't forget, we're taking registrations for the uh, Wicked Light that we're going to be giving away. At the end of this month. All you got to do is give us a call at 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford and G5 Feet and Outdoor. Welcome back, everybody. It's Big and Wild Outdoor. That was a good shot. You couldn't do that Braden, again if you tried, Bill. Braden Glenn. <laughs> if he cast, if he can cast that lure just like he tossed that paper, man. And, and the, the late Bill the George. in trouble. And the late Bill George who's throwing things on the studio. The late Bill George. Hitting people in the head for no oh, apparent reason. Oh, Lord. No apparent reason. That was my ballot. Is that what it was? You kept it with you? Good for you. Well, he didn't, he didn't even fill in any of the bubbles. Well, you don't have to turn it in until probably next month, so you're all good. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else seems to be just kind of hanging on to theirs, too. I don't know, but uh, it just seems to be that way. Uh, before the break, we were talking with Glenn a little bit about his trip up to uh, Illinois. And uh, I guess we got to get to the uh, meat of the story. Or did the you, lack of. Did you get anything wow. at all this year, or did you just go burn diesel all the way there? Uh, I, I used two dough tags. Well, there you go. So I, it was still productive for me. I, I was, you know. That a boy. That's good. Now, now, that's good. Does that mean you're still contemplating going back up to try for that buck? Not really. What? No, I mean, you know, I, that's, I, that's I, the I'm chance you, that you take. I think he's... Um, I think he's getting soft. I don't know what, what no. happened to the old Glenn. Hey, I miss you go, him. You go, in his defense, and I can understand where Glenn's coming from, you go to a place, you go to Illinois, you go to Canada, Pennsylvania. I mean, you go to all the, for guys down here, you go to all those states because it's just like he said, you let those bucks walk, you hear a twig snap and turn your head, and you could be looking at a potential world record deer. I mean, let's face but, but, it, that's why you go to places like that. And there's some truth to that, but for me um, – or the biggest deer you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. And and if them deer would have come over and walked in front of me probably day three of the hunt, <laughs> I would have probably... Uh, you, you sound like them guys that I take mule deer hunting out in But I'm Mexico. just saying, you know, it was when I, when I first said because once uh, you get to talking to the guys and you describe what you see or you talk about it, then you realize that, you know what, that was a, that was a mature three-year-old yeah. deer. You know, yep. it's not your year and a half old buck and you're just trying to just, you know, just go up there and take something. I went up there because, you know what, I, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, that's a pretty good sized deer. That'll fill up that cooler mm-hmm. and I'm done. But I have, you know, when you got seven days that you're going to be hunting, you're saying to myself, well, man, if I killed it today, I got it on ice for a whole week, um, man. Then I got to sit in the camp because I didn't use my tag, and then no. I'm just sitting around the rest of the week. Don't you have a cooler you can hang that bad boy in for a week? No, but what I'm saying is I use my tag, then I'm just sitting at the camp. No, Relaxing. Go buy another dough tag. About to say, you, Relaxing. Me and, you are, me and you are thinking way yeah. on the same wavelength this morning because it, if it, I shoot it, him on the first day or two, guess what? I'm going to be like making coffee. Hey, this, guys, have a good hunt. I'm, well, we did that anyway. I'm going back Here, to sleep. Here's your breakfast. Or, yeah. We did that anyway. I'm going We're back good. to sleep. Or, or, or I'll sleep in for a little bit, and then after a certain amount of time, I'll get out and I'll take me a walk in hey, the woods. Hey, Bill. But I'm not Bill, really stressed about all when that. you leave because, in the morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really was stressed about whether I feel my tag or or not. But when you uh Do you because, believe he's not stressed? I wasn't stressed. And then when you have three days of nothing but rain 
Yeah. That's really what messed you up. Because if no, Man. if I'd have known I would have had three days of just continuous rain with no break in between, uh, then that might have been another story. That's one of the things you got to prepare, read the weather forecast. Up there, there's hardly any signal. So when you do get a signal, you take advantage of trying to catch up on a few things and look at the weather. And when it, one thing I will say about that northern weather forecast, it's nothing like Florida. When they say 20% chance of rain, guess what? It's going to rain. It's raining. Here in Florida, it says 20% chance of rain, it's flooding. But there, they're 20% and it's going to rain at this time. You can you can set your clock. Mm-hmm. It's uh, They got that. You know, I guess because they don't have that tropic moisture that really interferes. Sea and breeze. We have yeah, sea so, breezes, pushes it left, right. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, there, uh, that three days of just pure rain. Uh, a couple of the guys that went with us. Uh, that came up whenever they seen the forecast for three days of nothing but, like you said, man, I only get a week of hunting and the rest of the time I'm working. So them three guys loaded all up and went to South Carolina. Really? Yeah. Well, you didn't hunt in the rain at all? When you get up there and it's uh, 38 and 40 degrees and you got that rain that's just the steady mist, uh, that's a soaker. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, you're not going to hunt in it. No, oh, man. I would have. Yeah, you would until all your gear was wet, and then you'd be. Uh, and that's well, that's why uh, people laugh. That I haul I haul so much gear up to Pennsylvania because you don't know: am I going to have three days of of camp life with with no way to really yeah. dry it? I have so many sets of clothes just so that I can swap out. Or yeah, and you can, suit. and and of course I had uh, I had some rain gear, but whenever the wind's blowing at twenty eight and thirty five miles an hour with rain involved. It is not going to happen. See, with a bow, I probably would have not hunted as aggressively. With a gun, different. I would have been much different story. No, that's true. And if I'd have had a ground blind with me, then maybe I would have. I probably would have done some more hunting out of the ground blind. But uh, you know, when you're uh, when you travel fifteen hundred miles, you just go with what you got, and whatever happens, happens. <laughs> and it happened. Do you, do you think you could get a ground blind on that trip? As uh, much it, stuff as y'all. Listen, yeah, every year, every year I carried a ground blind except for this year. <laughs> I was waiting on one of those Primo's three sixties, was it yeah. or whatever? Or, I was going to say if you needed one, I still have one in a box that I won at a turkey banquet. It's been sitting in the bag for years. I've you been waiting on that, that seat and Chris to let me know whenever they were available. So. Well, I think they are. They are now. Yeah. I can go get one. And now they got different versions of it. It's not 360. They got 180. They got other exactly. versions of it now. So it's not just the, the big 360. It would have been great to have one of them across ground blinds up there set up with the metal aluminum roofs, the screened enclosure, and then I could have put in TV, Mr. Heater. Air and, uh, everything would have been great. Just, <laughs> I'd have been sleeping in there. Just camp you out there. You could have rented it out. You're probably right. Don't even go back to camp. Just stay there. Yeah, so you can hook a hammock across one corner to the other and sleep in that bad boy. Well, in all of our previous years, we always packed heavy for the anticipated, the unexpected, and this year we kind of just went on a, a lighter run, just because you know things are a little different than what they was when we first went. Uh, but it is what it is. No regrets. No, I'm not disappointed That's, by my hunt, not whatsoever. And if the opportunity comes uh, between now and the end of January, I may go, but. At this point, I got other obligations and other uh, ideas, and got some family that want to go hunting. So I'm going to take them and uh, spend the rest of my opportunity of the 2018 hunting season sharing the hunt. There you go. At least you got a plan. I do. I think my plan, as I told you at the beginning of the show, is just to go ride around with Officer Nick and pick up dead deer. Well, now's the, the time the to do it. <laughs> pick him up on the side of the road. 
see what I can get. Hey, I got a trophy. Didn't even have to go shoot it. Just got out of the car. Yeah, there's been <laughs> quite a few here, here with Ford. Ford. Well, I couldn't really Somebody tell. Got with you Ford. can identify this mirror. I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> could have been a Nissan. I don't know. They're pretty sporty, too. Uh, I, I don't know. This year, we'll have to see. I got... Uh, I got uh, my son's scope in. I got everything done. I'm going to go take it to Colt and have him uh, put the scope, mount everything on there, and get it all done. And so, B's still chomping at the bit and uh, wants to go. And Bill George volunteered. So, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll get him out there. He I, wants to shoot a hawk. Did, he's not interested in a deer right now. He's not interested in a deer. No, he didn't seem to be. You know, I, I think it's more the pick thing, but I, I will say I've I not seen got, any. I think he got spoiled on the island. I'm so, hoping uh, Bill's got more around his stand, and that's where they're all at, because around mine, Zerola. Well, I look at it this way. If a big monster, uh, eight-point or something, comes per- yeah. perking out of the woods, then... I uh, hear Braden saying, take your pick. Yeah, yeah. Bill says no. Yeah, Bill, Bill George doesn't know what he's talking <laughs> hey, about. You shoot that one right don't, there. Don't yeah. worry about the white tail. That's a big pig. Yeah. Long legs. <laughs> actually, yeah. The, the, Just take it. Bill will get over it. Actually, both of my kids, uh, the giddy thing they want to do this year is, is Mr. Glenlet going to come out and shoot squirrels again this year? That's what they want to go do. I, I think he needs to be uh, corning up his drive, you know, make sure they're coming to the outer limits of the oaks there. Get them fattened up for Wait us, Glenn. Wait a minute. I didn't think you could corn squirrels. They got plenty of acorns <laughs> right he's now. Feeding, they're plenty. He's feeding the deer. Uh, what deer? At his place? Hey. Hey. If they were some what deer he's around feeding. Him, no. no, they got plenty of acorns. They just fall like hail. <laughs> it's like place. a hail storm around my place. It is. It's horrible. Well, we got to take a quick break. Aaron's yelling at us. So uh, we are the Beacon Wild Outdoors. We're going to take a fast one real quick. So stay with us. Don't forget, if you want to register for the Wicked Light that we're giving away at the end of the month, and when we come back, call. I got to tell you about that wicked light. 888-404-1010, 888-404-1010. All you got to do is get your name and number in the hat. That's it. We're not going to ask you for nothing else. It's easy peasy. 888-404-1010, and you'll be registered for that wicked light. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Let me know. And welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. If they want to leave, let them leave. Let them go. Let them go. Man, it feels good to be back in the studio this morning. Oh, Lord. All those remotes that you guys took care of while I was away, I appreciate that. I know it was probably chaotic. It was a little little fun. I bet it was. It was fun. And before the break, we did give out the number, 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010, the register for the Wicked Light. I know the uh, phones are ringing for Aaron over there. Good luck with all that. You need an extra ink pen? I got one. But uh, speaking of the Wicked Lights, I know we uh, had a drawing for uh, the previous month of uh, October, Bill, and um, I hope we can get a hold of the lady because uh, apparently you made a phone call. and I made one. and uh, I let you take care of it. I'll, I'll give her a couple more opportunities, and uh, if nothing happens, then, I mean, what are we going to do with that? We'll give it away again. Uh, okay. I mean, I, what else can we do? Uh, I think you, yeah, answer. you could just uh, you know pull another name out of the hat. That's what we may have to do. I but mean, she's had a week or so to respond. I think. Uh, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll handle that accordingly. But uh, speaking of the wicked light, I will say that it, it was uh, for the gator season. It was it worked very well for us. Uh, I, I was impressed and and liked the functions of that light, where you have three to choose from. And as Bill pointed out, didn't even think about it. Whenever you turn it off and you turn it right back on, it's where you left it at the previous setting. But uh, while we were in Illinois, my buddy Dave, he has one, and that's kind of what really started getting me going with them and Doug buying theirs, and then I went and got myself one. 
uh, we were traveling back from our tree stands one night, and we're driving back with the red light on. And as we're coming through one of the open fields, what do you see? Of course, that's what we had them on for, to see what we can see in the night. And a couple of sets of eyes, as we drove up, they were coming to us. And as we got closer, they still kept coming, and then I realized what they were. They wasn't deer. It was coyotes. <laughs> and we, they finally stopped walking towards us and just sat down, and we drove up within 15 yards of them. I couldn't believe it that we actually got that close and nothing to do to take care of the situation. But <laughs> at 15 yards, they just sat there, and then one of them walked to the tree line, and then the other one walked to the tree line, which put them about 20, 25 yards Hey, away you, from us and just sat there. Hold on by. one second. Let me get this bow out of the case real quick. You know what? I, I, I was just so shocked that it actually happened that I didn't even. Th- you know, I was like, man. As soon as I started unzipping, gone. See, in, gone. In, in Illinois, you can't just drive around with your bow open. You have to put it in a case. Mm-hmm. You have to put everything away in your transporting yourself to and from the tree or to the camp. And of course, you can't have any firearm. So therefore, everything was secured in my bowcase and to take all of that out now if i had a if i was in a side-by-side with the utilities bed and everything on there where i could just set it then it might have been a different story but on a four-wheeler everything was secured strapped hey, down so i'm sorry in that situation guess what if you're i'm gonna leave the <laughs> engine running i'm gonna slip off the bike and if they stand there long enough for me to get a release and an arrow then i understand that but again it was <laughs> just one of the things chances. i was i was totally shocked so if you're looking for a great light for predator hunting and those that do predator hunting already know I think he could have used a slingshot at that distance. Uh, at that really? distance, I probably could have. But, you know, again, it was just one of those things I was just fascinated that we actually, they walked to us as we were driving up and then just sat down. But uh, They probably thought you had some McDonald's or something for Yeah, them. are you guys hauling anything that I uh, need to get when you get done with the trimmings or anything? But oh, no. yeah. They could be trained for that, too. They hear could that have been. little motor running and think uh, they're going to be gut piling it here any minute now. They'll be dumping it off the back. And Let's we'll be back first, trail them. We'll be first in line. It's great. Yeah, it'll be open season. But uh, then about uh, day four, walking to my tree stand in the morning, I had the red light on, and I was walking, and then there's two deer standing in the field. And I'm thinking, man, it's going to be a good morning. And as I walked up, I was like, man, they, the deer ain't running. They're not going anywhere. So, I mean, I'm going to get to my tree and be good. And as I got closer, I was looking, and you know what the deer were doing? They were uh-huh. looking. They were looking at the shadow. You didn't give us a chance to guess. Oh, okay. I'm going to say they were looking at the shadow of your light uh, on against the background. Yeah, they were looking at the shadow of me casting on their bodies. They, See, were, looking, they were focused on their shadow. And next thing I know, one bolts and runs right to me. And when it got about four yards, it did a, a hard right to go around me. I was like, that was fixing to run me over. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah, really. Uh, so for my experience, my short experience with the Wicked Light for gator season, very, very productive um, in the nighttime. And for the coyotes, now whether that ever happens again t- to me, uh, I hope it does because I think I'm going to try I, it. I, I did find something that I didn't like about the Wicked Light. Yeah, but Bill, you you're want to know guy. what it is? You tell me, Bill how easy it is for people to change from red to white to the other color. And, and I'm like, I wouldn't have thought that would have been a bad thing, but I'm sitting there and we're approaching an alligator and George is going red, white, red, white. <laughs> it's like, leave it on something and let's go. <laughs> He's putting a red light special going on. There. <laughs> He's trying to disorient I mean, strobe light. It, it was just so easy for, to flip and change, and it always was right there in focus, right there with the same intensity. 
but he kept flipping it back and forth. Like I said, he's strobing the gator trying like, to get him disoriented. Just pick one. <laughs> so for a good opportunity to to win, it hasn't cost anyone anything other than a few minutes of your time to call the show and register. It would be a great investment. The headlight itself is 169 retail, and uh, the one that we're actually giving away is the gun mount, which that's 269. That's the one that we're giving away for the month of November. Seems is nice. The gun mount. Yeah, that'll be a nice one. And you can detach it if you want to. You don't have to keep it on again if you don't want to. No, so it is a it is a good light. And keep in mind, Christmas for the ladies that are listening, maybe uh, put your name in the hat. You might get one. And with the right attachment, we could put it on a bow for you too. Ah, or a bang stick as you we know tried what? out with George. That could be a bad thing. That could be a bad thing. You Why put, is that I was a bad thinking, thing? I was thinking, you know, somebody gets this light, puts it on a crossbow or a bow, What's and next thing you know, they're that? hunting at night. You're hunting at night with a gun. No. Yeah, yeah. Glenn. I do nighttime How's hog How's that bad hunts? with a bow? Because then now somebody might have ulterior motives. I do nighttime hog hunts. You're hunting at night. You're saying yeah, already. For a, for you're, a, saying, you're saying might. And might. You can't. You can't go by might. No, you can't. Big but. and Wild is not responsible for any law breaking or stupid <laughs> stuff that you would like to do that would end up having you arrested. I'm just handcuffs. saying that is true. It's better. There to you hunt go. With you're a gun at night than a bow. Nah. Aaron's okay. I got the thumbs up. Depends Aaron on what you, on, now, you if you're hunting hogs and coats, and yes, save them, yeah, Aaron. Right. Save them. <laughs> <laughs> no, she just gave me the thumbs up. She just she just got the disclaimer recorded, so we're good. <laughs> just run that every ten minutes. <laughs> but again, uh, it's, uh, I will say I, I, I was impressed with the fact that how well it works with the functionality of it, with the uh, red, green, and the uh, white light. Very nice. Bill. Just to annoy Bill, I think you guys ought to get one and just bring it in the studio next click, week click, and click, just click, 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 click it back click. and forth. And we just sit here in the dark and do everything in, uh, with our wicked lights on? We'll be oh, looking like Lord. a disco. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we, you have the opportunity to win one. All you have to do is call Aaron over at uh, the other side of the room, 888-404-1010, 888-404-1010. We'll give you away uh, that uh, other wicked light at the end of the month. And we're giving another one away in uh, December. So it'll be hopefully just in time for Christmas. Maybe we should give it away just before Christmas. You know what? That's up to you guys. You, well, I'm good with whatever you Why? Because you're, you're not going to be here then either? Uh, I don't know. That's another month. <laughs> That's a month away. I will say I, I may not. I probably more than likely won't be in next weekend. So. Oh, well, it's, yeah. We understand that one. It's no weekend and you're going to go out and take your daughter. That's just, well, yeah. you, We're not going to say no to that. That's for sure. Uh, but I did want to talk about this little uh, piece of paper that you sent me in the uh, email uh, about uh, speaking of elections that everybody's talking about it this past week, of course. But up in North Carolina, they actually had on their ballots uh, the uh, hunting and fishing rights of the citizens of the state of North Carolina. And uh, believe it or not, uh, you would be shocked to know that, of course, the uh, bill was uh, rejected and uh, they didn't like it uh, was the people over at People Eating Tasty Animals and, of course, the Humane Society of the United States, all the same people who were behind the Greyhound Initiative here in the state of Florida uh, to get their foot in because once they get one little rule in there that had those four magic words in it, which were humane treatment of animals, didn't say anything about greyhounds, it just said humane treatment of animals. And so now with the Florida, with the uh, North Carolina people, they had to fight that fight like they had to do years ago over in Maine with the Bears. Remember what yep. they pumped two something million, two point something million yep. to uh, fight that initiative in there. And they were doing the same thing in North Carolina. And what shocked me was when Glenn gave me the numbers, 
I think, uh, what, three million people voted on that, right? Yeah, just three and a half million people voted. And uh, But out of that three million people, how many voted for the amendment and how many against it? Two million, sixty-one thousand. Was against it? Was for it. Was for it. Fifty-seven percent, a little over fifty-seven percent. And how many were uh, against it? One so million, five hundred and forty-four thousand. So almost split half and half. It the was, state of North Carolina, which you would have thought. Well, would if you was in no Florida, partner. they would have a bunch of ballots getting in there, and then it'd be, you know, by the end of the month, it'd be <laughs> over. But yeah. in North Carolina, all the ballots were counted, and apparently this is the, these are the numbers. So when you think about it, if this would have happened ten years ago, what would that number have been? You know, a lot landslide. Yeah, it would have been uh, well four. But you know, they always use the same thing. I know that the lady uh, I read in your uh, email here, this Ashley Bryan. Someone that probably has met Bill George on many occasions. Uh, she said the populations of fish are dwindling from overfishing, and the estimates that many of the large fish populations could be extinct in our lifetimes. And I'm thinking, who are you talking to? Because everybody I know drives me insane, goes out and catches and releases. So I don't. A know majority anybody. of fishermen are releasing. That's me hitting my head on the microphone. And uh, you know, if if they take two or three fish home a month. You know, to have for the a meal for their families if they're out for bass or something like that, dude. Are you talking about like the the Japanese who are out there literally, you know, with in five the- mile drag nets, you know, scraping the bottom of the ocean? Or are you talking about some poor guy with a cane pole on the we'll, side of a we'll, creek somewhere? We'll have to get to that when we get back from the break. That's your cue. We got a break. Oh, is that what it is? We are being a wild. Brought to you by G Five Feeding Outdoors, Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. The Magic Man. Yeah, welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. Jonathan Swindle and Bill George. Uh, Glenn and Braden, I guess they had to take a coffee break or a bathroom break. But we're waiting to get back into the conversation. And I'm what I'm really what, waiting for is to see them to run, come running through the door because they didn't realize that we were coming back from break. So, well, but, they've been doing this long enough, they should know. Yeah, exactly. But, Anyways, well, it gives me and you a chance to get a word in edgewise. Well, I, I I would like to say something about politics, and I was reading some figures: five point two billion billion yes dollars spent yes on trying to get candidates elected. Five point yeah. two billion. How much good do you think we could have done? Yeah, but you can't. Veterans can't get the. Uh, Stuff taken care of when they come back. How much health care could you do for $5.2 billion? Oh, welcome back, boys. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I was just saying, if you look at $5.2 billion was the projected spending to get candidates elected for jobs that pay. Man, Did I'm we? glad we're back, Braden. We got to get these guys. I don't know why they're talking. Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, Canada, no. don't leave us alone, oh, my mom goodness. and dad. <laughs> hey why did you even turn them back on aaron i thought they hey. were in good hands now hold on a minute now my name's on this deal too yeah so. but you know what you guys just played more bed music just for another 35 seconds I mean, seriously i don't even know what you guys were talking about but it sounded interesting it sounded no. terrible anytime you talk I, about health care i was talking about how much was spent 
to elect the, these candidates, they estimate five point two billion dollars. Oh yeah. Well, but yeah, go. That's crazy. Go back to that to that point with what this one was saying when he walked out the door. Me. Well, know what Glenn was saying. Oh him. Or in what you've said too about case in point, the amendment thirteen, the money that was spent promoting that bill or just promoting the piece of that bill that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Nobody, the, the, I mean, nobody the did their research. Yeah, the paragraph of that bill that was put on the ballot. But we were before the break, we were talking about North Carolina, and they put it on their state constitution now that uh, there's a hunting and fishing rights. And, of course, in the state of Florida, we're uh, one of two states, I think, in the entire union who don't have a constitutional Well, there's amendment. currently 21 states that have constitutional provisions to, uh, to that give you the hunting and fishing rights. Uh, California just has the fishing, not hunting. And uh, for Florida and Rhode Island, they're, we're, we're, we don't have the constitutional amendments guaranteeing the right to hunt and fish, but we do have uh, just a statute establishing a yeah. right. Well, it's funny because if you go and you do any research on this, and we've talked about this on the show before, uh, the first thing that pops up is the Humane Society of the United States. And believe me, people, when I tell you this, the Humane Society of Northern Pinellas or Hillsborough County or Manatee County or Polk County is totally different than the Humane Society of the United States. Okay? Those people at the local level have Kill. nothing to do with those people, and they try to adopt animals out. They they think that it's okay for you to own a pet. They, you know, they... They try to help you out with uh, animal husbandry and spay and neuter and all but that kind of good stuff. They actually do what they're supposed to do. Exactly. But the Humane Society of the United States is, is, is a money-making machine. And the more people that they have on their side, the more people, the more money that they make. And this is their announcement. When, the, when asked about the uh, hunting and fishing as a constitutional right, they say the Constitution should guarantee fundamental democratic rights, not provide protection for a recreational pastime. And uh, so that's their look at it, because some states such as Florida have inserted the right to hunt and fish into their state statutes, but not taking the more dramatic step of embedding it into the state constitution. Which, at this point, I don't even know if it would pass. Which how how can we get that ball rolling, Bill? Well, you know, let me let me just read you the, what the statute you actually. Get somebody to sponsor it. The uh, the statute okay. actually says, uh, the state of Florida literally says. The legislator recognizes that hunting and fishing and the taking of game are a valued part of uh, the cultural heritage of Florida and should be forever preserved for Floridians. The legislator further recognizes that these activities play an important part in the state's economy and in the conservation, preservation, and management of the state's natural areas and resources. Therefore, the legislature intends that the citizens of Florida have a right to to hunt, fish, and take game subject to the regulations and restrictions prescribed by general law and by uh, S9 Article 5 of the state constitution. So it's pretty cut and dry. It sounds good. But you know but what the, happens if legislation makes a law that says you can't hunt? Or they, start filing, part of the law, law. they start filing lawsuits like crazy to uh, pick away at it. Uh, like they have in other states, like the state of California. I said, you know, all those people that voted for Amendment 13 on the state constitution, as as Jonathan pointed out, if you do a little research, instead of just taking the word of some TV ad, uh, you'll see that once the Humane Society of the United States got its foot in the door and it opened it wider in the state of California, 
Now they're filing lawsuits from everything from how many eggs a chicken can lay per day in a production mill, how big the cage can be, how much they have to be let out every single day out of the cage. Uh, you know, a husbandry for cows and uh, dairy cows out there in California and all that stuff. Those, they don't understand those animals. They're money makers, so you would take care of them, just like the greyhounds. People are like, well, they kill them. You know, when they don't win races, they take them out back and they yeah. shoot them and they, and they beat them to death. I go, why would you go beat a racehorse? I don't care if it was the crappiest racehorse on the field. You think every racehorse is number one? You think the guy who came in last, they take the horse behind the barn and beat the crap out of it? No, they don't. They say, how do we improve it? Do we need to get him more training? Do we need to run him a little bit more? Maybe get him out there, get him a little better food. You know, I don't know. Give him a massage. Now, out of whatever if you want to go the racehorse route from somebody that used to rodeo and ride horses for a living and everything else, well, that's are, cruel. You're, you're, you're stop having to it. ride the horse. Well, Stop it. You know, the horses just, uh, live better than most people do. Exactly. <laughs> you just never know where that provision now that it's passed and everything else, what it leads into. But one of the things that... The thing you know, that you brought up is the scary part. If it was on the ballot this past election, would it have passed? Do you think it, it would have passed, Bill George? Yes. I think it would have probably got more people out to vote. Just that amendment it, alone this, would have probably this, got some people's butts off the couches. Because if you think about the population in the state of Florida and how many people actually voted, it's it's uh, paltry and how many numbers. people voted just because it says yes. Okay, it's got to be good. Let's just, it's on the ballot. Yes or no? Do you want this to change? Everybody votes yes. Well, just because it sounds good. Yes. Not knowing the whole. How many people do you know go in prior to the election? There is a percentage that read the ballot, read the amendments, read all the stuff that's in place. But when the election day comes, they're in a hurry to get in there, get out, wait it in line, whatever the case is. And they go in and go, yes, or Republican, Republican, Democrat, Democrat, or yes, 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 yes. Well, that's basically what I did. There you go. Well, because I studied it for a month and a half on my ballot. first, no, So I, I knew exactly sheet. I did, too. So I knew yeah, I exactly what sheet. I was doing uh, when I got in there. But answer the question, Bill. Do you think it would have passed or not? Yes. So you think it would have? Yes. I think it would have because if the the fishermen, whether you're Republican or Democrat that's or an true. independent, if yeah. that's your – you want to fish, well, wait a minute. We're all in this together as an outdoorsman there, to take care of it. But you just – this right, that right there is the nail that I've been hitting on the head for the last two weeks with everybody. We should be all together. The fishing people, the hunting – hunters and fishermen, we should be all together. That's well, – that's if it, if that amendment was actually on if it was being voted on that would be very very specific, so I mean it wouldn't be uh, kind of out there in the wind like Amendment Thirteen was. I mean if you really look at Amendment Thirteen that oh, was on the ballot, it's very clear it stopped downgrading. Yeah, but if you had like a, if you if you compared the numbers, you stop. The, <laughs> just say the roughly all right. We just call nine million people that voted in the state of Florida. The eight point something million votes that's being cast. Those voters versus the three million, three point five million in North Carolina that voted just less than five hundred thousand yeses to put that in the constitution. When you take the nine million in the state of Florida, I don't think it would have passed. Hmm. It depends on who's making that decision. Because people, I don't think it would have. Bill people, says yes. Me, I think if it would have, it would have been up right. for a recap. Well, people in Miami. <laughs> I mean, you think about how big the fishing community is in Miami. But that's a small percentage. It's not every. So but, say the three million in Broward, Dade area. Okay. Yeah, but see those are, people. I will, I will turn around and I will take the time to dig back up the scientific survey 
that was done when FWC was evaluating the public's approval of hunting in the state of Florida, and in particular, using hunting as a method to uh, manage bear populations. And it was it was significant, the support the state as a whole had for your ability to hunt and fish. And if not, we'll just play their game and we'll and, put it and, on a bill for vaping this, or something like that. This is past. not a... <laughs> This isn't a study based upon rural people. This was a this was a scientifically collected sampling of people utilizing that survey, and so that is the foundation in which I answer the question. Well, no, and unless now, you did a big poll, and and Hillary and Trump was going to win, and Hillary had it hands no. down seven points, and then the election day came, and it was wrong. Now I will ask you. I don't this. have no faith in none of that polling, Bill. That was, of course, taken. Was that taken before the bear hunt that we got to do, or after? After, after the first one, bef- when the second one was supposed to happen, one. before my favorite governor put a kibosh to it. Well, the thing is, is and the, that goes to tell you the minority won. Well, yeah, and the voices that spend millions of dollars from out Doesn't of the matter. state, they're the ones who won no. on that one. We had somebody who had political aspirations put a squash to it. Well, because he didn't want to make the uh, Humane Society of the United States donors mad. Right. Well, the problem is is that you're going to have to make somebody mad. You can't please everybody. There are people right now listening to this show that went... Uh, oh, they changed uh, channels. Yeah, they we're are, tired of uh, politics. When we that. get back, we're going to talk a little bit. But I'm fish. just saying, you know, I mean, we need to figure out how we can get that on there. And I think Jonathan had a good point. We'll have to attach it to some offshore oil drilling. No, or, that got you know, turned what? down. No, all right. Then what we'll do is we'll all say... All you need signatures. No. Go get them. Here's what we'll do. We'll put about Quit on there your says, job. Go get signatures for the next quiet, year. Would you please be quiet, sir? Sir, in the back. Please sit down and shut Take up. Take his mic, Jonathan. You Take his rude. mic. <laughs> you are so rude. I can't believe you work for this show. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> we are the Big Wild Outdoors. brought to you by G5 Feet Outdoors and Brandon Ford. <laughs> 